0: all right hello my friend antar barrett antar goodwin hey how are you sir i am well this is usually where i say welcome hello welcome to the uh, idiots on parade bonus podcast but um we're gonna do a little rebranding aren't we <laughs> we are indeed um we are indeed. I, barrett and i have been doing this for a little while and and i the, the idiots on parade podcast is my friend it's a comedian jake and i and basically, we make fun of everything. We, we, News and politics and religion, we go after. And what Barrett and I do is different enough to where it just seemed to make more sense to instead of calling it a bonus version of the Idiots on Parade, that that might be confusing. So tossing idea names out there and uh, actually friend of the show and guest, Mike Dalton from my uh, small hometown, came up with artificially intelligent which like you and I both liked it just it, yeah. I like the the play on artificial intelligence Yeah. and now we're trying to come up with a tag and uh, my favorite is a black musician and a white comedian solve 74.3 percent of life's problems yeah. it's a little wordy I like it but I'm not when, when 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 the design comes in and we see what it looks like that might change but I just like uh, it It puts out there that you're a musician and I'm a comedian. It puts out yeah. there that you're Asian and I'm Latino. Sure. Wait. <laughs> Wait, that's not it. Uh, but no, everybody every, everybody loves talking about race. It's the biggest thing in the world. So by I think by calling attention to it, we can therefore make fun of it in a way. I don't know. But either way, I if you are watching for the first time or listening for the first time, artificially intelligent, uh, that's, I think that's what we're going with. And uh, if you're a longtime watcher or a listener, well, um, thanks for sticking around.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. We appreciate you. A uh,
0: quick point of note, I am in Cuyahoga Falls in a comedy condo, and uh, I don't know if you can hear it. There are birds. Because you
1: have a wind. gig. What's that? Because you, you had a gig.
0: Yeah. That I is actually,
1: fantastic,
0: I'm, I'm dude. getting on stage. Fantastic. I'm going to try and record my seventh comedy album. I was nice. just working on my sheet of all the new jokes that i want to make sure i get so i just don't go fall into the same like uh i can't think of my act i better do the right. old stuff that i remember so yes. if all goes well mm-hmm. I'll have a seventh, a seventh album oh, that's fantastic. Way, I'm, I'm right behind the furnace is right behind this wall and when it kicks on it's noisy as fuck so hopefully you're talking and i'll mute myself and i'm right next yes. to birds in a parking lot so if people walk by you can hear them talking so you may be seeing me do this a lot as i reach for the mute button all right, other okay. than that, let's let's jump into a discussion, my friend. Um uh,
1: we going to talk about that silly article.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, we can talk about several <laughs> things. Generally, what what we do here is we sort of pick an emotion or we we've been discussing themes like forgiveness, love, religion. And I had uh, I, if you if you are a longtime listener viewer. You hear me mention my stupid friends from high school a lot, and uh, and I love them. They're my friends, but they're they, they lack an intellectual curiosity, and so
1: as they were multi- your friends <laughs> up until this moment. What's that? They were your friends up until you said that.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> okay though, because they think the same thing about me. If they were watching, it's like that dumb fucking faggot liberal Timmel. You know, it's just you know. <laughs> Because there are other <laughs> conservatives, which means they can still use the word faggot and get away with it and not get canceled. I use it and I get canceled because I'm on the left and, you know, it's it's I can't use it. But uh, conservatives can because they don't care. They're so much more relaxed <laughs> about slurs. Aren't they just? <laughs> and that's what I wanted to talk about is 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 two things. One, Rush Limbaugh died. Yay. And oh, he's a human my, being. What's he's that? Still per- he's still a person. <laughs> he's a shit person. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, a comedy club owner that I really like said the the most depressing thing about his death is that he never had a chance to grow and learn and look back on his life and say, wow, I made some mistakes. And someone else pointed out he had seven ye- 70 years not to be a piece of shit. But there is always the hope <laughs> that someone can turn a corner and become a better person. Would you mm. think,
1: Or <laughs> Yes. I mean, I I have to believe that because I have to believe I can become a better person, right? So I'm kind of forced into believing that, you know, just by the hopes that I can undo some of the shit I've done in the past, you know what I mean?
0: Well, and you and I have talked about this at great lengths that we we hate in others what we see in ourselves. And so obviously when I call Russia Russia piece of shit, I'm not, you know, a racist, (laughs) xenophobic piece of shit like him. But somewhere inside me, I know I'm a piece of shit. And it is a reflection. When I insult someone else, it's a reflection of how I see myself. Although I think a lot of it's bitterness that I go, how does a fucking racist piece of shit like that become a multimillionaire? And I actually try and do good and I'm sitting in a shitty apartment in Cuyahoga Falls. The the
1: question is question is, do you think he's actually happy? Like I don't think he led a happy life. He was addicted to pills. He, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I he made a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, did he have, I mean, maybe he was, but I doubt it. I, I mean, I know a lot of people who like him yeah. and say that same kind of stuff. And those people are ultimately miserable. You know, like, they're not happy. Now, that's not to say that, he doesn't love what he does and he would maybe he was super happy and lived a very jubilant life but he was addicted to pills and he's you know what i mean there was enough controversy surrounding him that my guess is he was pretty fucking miserable whether he'd admit it to himself or not you know
0: well we can talk about that as well but what the path i wanted to go down and and i i don't mean to Take, I don't no. disagree with you, yeah. but I don't know enough about him. I don't want to take what you just said and completely negate it and say, oh, great talking point. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. But I mean, the reason I brought him up is one, one of my uh, high school friends um, said he's not racist. He's not homophobic. He had a black producer and he left it at that. And I'm sorry, I was supposed to link you to his comments, but basically... Um, he got challenged. This happened on Facebook, where he said that he's not racist. He had a black producer, he had a black friend. And I challenged him to say, okay, prove that he wasn't racist. And he just doubled down and said, look, he had a black friend, he had a black producer, he wasn't racist. And so a bunch of people started challenging him and waiting for my friend to respond, which he didn't. And they said, I guess he has nothing to say. And I responded, I said, it's not that he has nothing to say, it's that he thinks he's finished. He literally believes that by saying Rush had a black friend, it negates all of the quotes and all of the clips and everything he said and the mean-spiritedness in which he said it. I mean, we're talking about a guy that called Chelsea Clinton uh, the the White House dog when she was 16 years old. I mean, that's cruel to attack a kid, but... And so it got me thinking about the, the, something we've talked about in the past, the magical Negro, the, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the Hollywood trope of white people being in peril and the benevolent black person comes in and shows them the way and, and saves them. And it made me wonder if it had, if it's ever been used in such a vile way, mm. if that makes sense.
1: Well, yeah, I have I have my issues with the magical Negro stuff because I just find it so it's like like the problem with it is sometimes the movies are really good, you know? But they use the black person in this very specific way that is really fucked up in a certain from a certain perspective. But I don't know that the rush thing is that. I don't know. Well, I would have to see the shows that the guy produced and how many shows he produced and how integral he was to the broadcast, you know. But what I think is like Candace Owens, um, Shelby Steele, there's a handful of others I can't think of them right now, but their names will come to me. Oh, Thomas Sowell. Um, There's a handful of these like hardcore black Republicans that really believe all that stuff, you know, like, like, and if you listen to Rush, mm -hmm.
0: I want to, sorry to interrupt, but can you tie this into what you said earlier where I said, let's go in a different direction do you think the hardcore conservative black people are happy in their lives? I don't know a lot about several of the people. I've I've heard them. I've I've heard interviews, and I don't know that they they sound too crisp, straightforward. So they're, when I hear speakers, certain speakers there's no emotion in their voice. Mm -hmm. And it, when I hear something like that, it leads me to believe like they're robots. They're, they're just sort of functioning. I believe this. And so therefore I'm going to say, but it doesn't contain passion or, or love for, for lack of a better word. I can't judge someone on who or what they love, but verbal cues and, and can, can, they, they set you off on a different level. Like you you can hear truth, unless someone is a fantastic liar, if that makes sense. So combining the two, the speakers you're talking about, going back to what you said about Rush being happy, these people that are hardcore, I don't wanna say, well, just go from there before we get too deep. Combine what you were saying with what you said earlier. And what I just asked is, does, does any of that make sense? Like, if can you combine it?
1: Well, I mean, do I think those people are happy?
0: Having judged someone else's happiness, oh, we're we're impartial. Right.
1: But I mean, having seen the demeanor and the way that they talk and the way that they are not. See, here's the thing: when I li- if you listen to Rush, right, and you read his stuff in a neutral tone, some of it's going to sound cruel and some of it's going to sound racist, but only. in the dog whistle way, right? He doesn't say the N word. He says black people or African-Americans, right? He doesn't, he says things that are untrue, but there's a, a, a nugget of truth in there. There's enough of a nugget of truth in most of what he says, from what I've heard, that it's like, I get not know. not gonna
0: truth in if Eric Garner. I he said I like I I'm I can breathe because I follow the law, unlike Eric, Eric Garner. I'm not sure there's much truth in that. I'm not sure where the silver lining is.
1: I mean, but in that way, he's just adhering to his beliefs. Yeah. He believes that cops are right at all times, and and when you if we talk about again, like we talk about this idea of white supremacy and it's such a bad, it's such a bad way of calling it. It's like defund the police and stuff. It's just a horrible thing because it's that's not what it really means, right? What in this sense is something that you don't necessarily adhere to, right? But if you are the kind of person like them who, it's like they live in their mind, the fantasy of America is the truth about America. Hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, that kind of John Wayne thing. Like, they the, believe.
0: The 50s make America great again. Let's go back to the 50s. Right. Where like, there were no they, problems.
1: Yeah, right. Like, Nobody was gay. That, 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 that stuff is true. Right, that, right, yeah, exactly. The, the,
0: right. Like, the last ones They to the believe... one say inside your head.
1: But they believe that the Native Americans ran around scalping people when it was the other way around. They had to bring back the Native American scalps to prove, to, to show both. that they actually killed them. Right. But I think, they, both. I think, I mean, it may be, but I know that, like, the idea, like, I know that large groups of white people ran around and scalped Native Americans to prove they were dead. I don't know whether Native Americans scalped them or not. I assume that lots of people got scalped. Um,
0: but, I can't think of the name so. of the book right now. Under a Harvest Moon, something like that. A great mm-hmm. book on. Uh, Plains, uh, Plains Native people, uh, Native, um,
1: I mean, uh, violent, there, a lot of violence. Oh, a, a huge amount of violence. So they, they warred like any other nation's war. Yeah. They warred like all other people all around the world. The thing is that like, The way that the story, because the stories of America are only told from one perspective, and that's the perspective that makes the history books, people actually believe that that's how it went down, right? And if you believe that, and that's you believe in the fantasy of America as being the truth of it, then yeah, when a white cop does something to a black dude who lives in the hood, of course that guy deserved it. Of course he did, right? Like that's something, right? Right. And, And there's this idea that like, if you really believe that racism doesn't exist, like you really believe that, right? Then you think to yourself, what would I have to do to get a cop to beat the shit out of me? I'd have to do all this crazy stuff for that to happen. That's must be what happened because cops are reasonable people who would never attack a person unjustly, you know? Like that's the belief that they have. And so in their minds, when it happens, I think that like Rush is just an example of that. I think he exploits that much like Trump did. I think they exploit this, this like like certain people's need to have the fantasy be the reality. Do you know what I mean? Like they exploit that to a high degree and as do shady record producers, right? for musicians or whoever who have the want their fantasy to be reality you know what i mean like it's not an uncommon thing you know we do like we all do it i suppose to a certain degree but anyway
0: so um, but then how did you and again i i i grow cautious as as using you as a uh, spokesperson for the black community like like it's a monolith like oh you speak for all black people how does that make you feel when then going back to the start someone says oh it's it's the oh he had a black friend and everything that is done to exploit that does then his producer did he buy into the fantasy too and if only the rest of the black oh. community would see it the way i do everything would be good or maybe Eric Garner shouldn't have been selling cigarettes or how do you wrap your
1: head around that? I mean, at the end of the day, well, all right. yeah. I think that the guy bought into it enough. And I can only say that from my experience, but having gone to prep schools for at least three quarters of my like elementary into high school years, three quarters of those were spent in really expensive, really fancy prep schools where I was one of three black people per grade, you know? So I know exactly what leads to that kind of thinking because I was taught by the people, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like I was taught to be a, 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 a rich white kid. You know what I mean? Like, I was going to school with the children of governors and shit, because I could pass a test. Like, I tested well. I was pretty smart as a kid, you know? I don't, I don't know that I'm any smarter now than I was then, so, you know? <laughs> I don't
0: know I'm not smarter in third grade than I am now.
1: I think so. I think I might have been. But, like, but, you know, so I read those history books, and I read those books, and I read the plays, and I I went. I heard what the teacher said, and I felt pretty shitty about myself. I felt pretty shitty about being a black person because of the conservative nature of the schools I was in, right? Because, so I understand exactly why they believe it because I believed it for a long time too. And if you check out guys like Thomas Sowell and Shelby Steele, the stuff they say again, it's not untrue. Right? Like, it's not untrue. It's just the way they frame it is almost like they're, they're apologist. They're like, not the term is an apologist. I don't know what it is. But like, what they do is they make white people feel okay about the nasty thoughts they have about black people.
0: The, the tone that I hear is absolutism. It, yeah, this is the way it is. And to me, the way anything in is in life, you talk about grains of truth or nuggets of truth and everything. That's where I fall, which is, I don't like extremes on either side. I, I, I fucking hate the woke left almost more than I do the Trump right. And I think most people fall somewhere in the middle. And that's when I hear a Candace Owen speak. And, and again, going back to her tone of voice when she it's absolutism and it's, in, in my mind, when I try and wrap my head around it and translate it, I just think, okay, you've got ideas there and AOC has ideas and you both veer like this when you both could say, oh, a teaspoon of this, a tablespoon of that, a dash of this and, and work toward, but we don't and and, and so people just take sides and that becomes their their Bible, which is yeah. everybody on this side is good and everybody on this side, it, it, whatever in your encampment and you're not allowed to cross over or or even be reasonable with the other side. And it's, it's frustrating yeah. because I, I brought up AOC because I find absolutism when she speaks too, I hear it. And I don't agree with everything she has to say. I don't disagree with her. I, i I mean it's everything in life is gray and fluid and i don't Mm. think we're in a place where most political encampments are willing to say that
1: yeah yeah i feel like well we'll talk about the aoc thing in a minute but I feel like with Candace Owens, I feel like there's a lot of, like, again, what she says is sometimes true when she talks about the way that Democrat-run cities are sometimes really horrible and all this other stuff. And she's not lying. It's the truth. The problem is, is the way she frames it is as if the Republican Party is actually going to do better. Right. And it's like... or if the ghettos didn't come from Reaganism. Some, Right. And if she'll say, right, like she'll say things like, you know, black people and drugs and all the stuff and gangs. It's like, well, that's not untrue. You know, there are gangs and there are drugs and there are things like that. And it's a problem. But when she says it again, it's framed in a way that allows for people to feel like that's the norm. Well, you know, but here's the thing. And here's what I will say. I will say this, it's the difference between fault and responsibility, right? Like a lot of what happened to black people in this country is not our fault, but at the end of the day, it is our responsibility. And that's a hard thing to swallow as an American because you're trained to think that somebody has got to pay. Right, like you see it in all the movies. What they did, this they've got to pay, and then it's justifiable to go and like because they did this to your family, you can kill fifty people to get there. And it's like, right? Like, the we all us.
0: the way back to the Bible. It's an eye for an eye.
1: Right, exactly. Right, like like it's deeply ingrained in it that somebody has to pay for what. And when we, you say us, you don't pay. mean
0: black people. It's a humanistic trait, vengeance. Right.
1: Is Absolutely. Humanistic. Absolutely. And I would, uh, yeah. And so the thing is that like, I think that at the end of the day, I, again, I don't speak for all black people, you know, like I, I really annoys me when someone goes, well, as a black person. I, and I've probably done it in my life, but somehow now it really irritates me, but I feel like what I would like is a heartfelt acknowledgement and a heartfelt acknowledgement that it was really fucked up what happened to black people in this country and it really wasn't right. And the country really benefited from it in fantastic ways that it refuses to admit. And and it refuses to admit- Has there been a
0: president that's
1: done that? Yeah, and that's not really a thing. What I mean is from like everyday people, like, ordinary people. I don't give a fuck what the president says. Like, like that's cute when he does it, as if he can speak for everybody. It's just an acknowledgement of that. Because then at the end of the day, I do understand that, like, the truth of the matter is this. Maybe you have advantages as a white guy, but you didn't do anything. To you know what I mean? You were just born into a life that is yours, and it's what you know. And so... Like, right, like you didn't own slaves, your grandparents didn't own slaves and all that other stuff, right? Like, and not to sound like a Republican in that sense, but like you yourself are not the problem. Do you know what I mean? Like you as a white man are not the problem.
0: So I'm doing something wrong as a
1: white man? Well, exactly. But what I mean is like, it's more of like just the, it's like when people talk about it, the systemic, it's really, it's more just like this sheen that covers everything than it is something that individual people do to each other, do you know? And so like you as a person could very easily say, wow, it was really fucked up what happened to you and so forth and so on and that stuff. And that would actually make a difference to, I think, if people heard things like that, right? Because, But here's the thing, at the end of the day, it's still my responsibility to get myself out of whatever mess my life is, right? Like there's no evil white man with a gun pointing it at me saying, hey, you there colored boy, don't do such and such. It's not that. It's, you know what I mean? And maybe I was brainwashed to think I'm inferior and things like that. And maybe that's true, right? through all kinds of just imagery and stuff. And the way that like, when we talk about the magical Negro the way that black people are portrayed puts us in a largely subservient role even like we're taught that it's noble to be subservient. It's noble to put someone else's needs before your needs. And I'm not saying that all people didn't learn that or everybody learns those lessons but I feel like it was drilled, at least me personally it was drilled into me through all kinds of things coming up. And at the end, but at the end of the day, that all may be true. And it's still my responsibility to undo it. It's not those people who did it. It's not societies. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know.
0: Let me interrupt and play devil's advocate. Um, Yes, please. I I, I should have interrupted at the spot because it's
1: it's, um,
0: it's muddled in my brain right now. Two thoughts. One, you don't give a fuck what the president says. It's everyday people. But two, you said, you know, I know you're not the problem. You didn't own slaves. Your parents didn't own slaves. Your grandparents. Um, n- knowing that, fuck, I had it in my head. Where did it go? I had two thoughts that, that they're a jumble. One is that I, I, maybe it's just me, but I do think. And I don't know which president it was. And I don't, maybe the words were not an apology. Maybe they were just acknowledgement. Maybe it was Obama. I don't know. And then coming from a black man,
1: did it. I think Clinton did something. I was going to say,
0: Clinton, because coming from a black man wouldn't have the same weight. But at, at what point, if you know it's not. The, the the people that you're around today and i think we've talked about this too it's not only my grandparents didn't own slaves but when you go back to slavery the, a lot of it was the wealth you didn't have poor white people owning slaves either again this goes back to the right. class structure we see today where you tell poor white trash hey it's the blacks and mexicans that are taking your job and vote right. for trump i mean so that's still going on today um the idea that if 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 we didn't benefit from it and this is gonna sound shitty, what are we apologizing for? At what point, if it is our collective responsibility to move forward, why don't we just get to do into that instead of continually looking to the past?
1: Well, this is the thing, and this is why I think it, it's a really fucked up situation. It's like, in your marriage, if something egregious happens in the past, and you don't ever apologize for it or that person doesn't apologize for it, and they just want, the person who did it just wants to move on and let it go so you can move past it, that's possible. It's made a lot easier if the person feels like, the person who it happened to feels like the person who did it or benefits from it understands that what happened was really fucked up and had really drastic consequences okay i mean
0: i do but here okay so you're taking something personal and 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 small micro i think and making it macro so if we acknowledge that uh, the majority of white people here right now had nothing to do with slavery then the white people here right now didn't do anything egregious to you. No, you
1: know? so then why not be okay with talking about the fact that it happened in a truthful and honest way? I
0: that That's where I went with the Clinton acknowledgement or whoever it was saying. No,
1: but I mean, then why not put it in the history books in a truthful and accurate way?
0: I think, and I could be wrong, I think it's getting there. I think we're too Maybe. old for it. Because my daughter that's is eight definitely years old. Possible. And what's that?
1: it's possible yeah my daughter's
0: eight years old and they're talking race a lot especially black i mean before february before we're recording on february 26th before this month before black history month like two three months ago i would overhear on zoom shit they're talking about i'm like fuck she's eight you're talking about that all right well i mean mean, they're starting young right
1: Here's the thing, I don't, and I'm not sure when you say they're talking race, I don't know what you mean exactly, but what I would say is
0: this. Talking slavery and talking about what it was like to be black in America. Okay. Whereas enough to where my ear goes,
1: fuck, they're telling it to eight-year-olds? All right. But here's what I would love. I think that's an integral part of it because we learned how all kinds of other people suffered under, under people, right? And we Talk about that like it's nothing. But when it comes to this country, we we generally, at least right, like when you and I were growing up, it was glossed over. And I think that's a huge
0: difference, right? You're talking like, to a guy that did, I mean, read a history book that said the slaves was a happy people that needed the white man right. to keep them, you know. Right, exactly, right. Like and like that shit.
1: And, and that shit, when you talk about the idea of white supremacy, that's it right there. It's I, like talking about history in that, but like not only talking about but like teaching it because like there are a whole generation of people that are our age, five years younger, maybe five, six years younger and everybody above us.
0: I was going to say everybody but, older than us has fucked up right. ideas.
1: And they have those ideas and they believe that that's the truth, right? Like they actually believe that like you hear people say things that are like, well, you know if if you weren't here you'd be in africa somewhere look at that place and it's like well look at that place after you stole Stevie
0: wonder's going
1: right but even after you stole millions few several million of the strongest and best people there and you know what i mean did all kinds of really fucked up stuff and monocropped and when stupid dictators changes and shit i'm like well all right, and like, and, and keeping the people there enslaved for their oil, their diamonds. I mean, I'm like, the country's been raped and pillaged by Europeans for, God, like, the- what's his face? Victor Hugo, who wrote one of the most, like, he wrote Les Mis, right? Now that is arguably a real story about disenfranchised people who are fighting for their right to be human and be treated well. And he said, yeah, Africa is like a place where we just, go, God put it there so we could just go and have a place to get things we need and shop. That's literally what he said. The guy who wrote this other thing. So it's not like he wasn't a smart person. To but be fair, it's not
0: just Africa. That's the way Europe and oh, America look Af- at the rest of the world.
1: I, but literally, right, exactly. They look at, well, any place where there's not white people.
0: Yeah. Well, even right, if it's white like, people, if they, if they have oil or jewels or minerals suppose, or
1: where, where do white people have oil, and labor, and mineral other than Texas?
0: <laughs> <Holden>. I mean, <laughs> that we take advantage of Polish labor, and they're the, of the jokes,
1: probably. But but here's the thing: something that, that you had said, taking micro to macro, coming back to that, I was like, you know, why? it see this is the difference. Is that racism to black people is personal because it happens to us? Yeah, it's not personal to you because you don't do it. You know what I mean, I right? Like, like I don't
0: experience you know, it, so yeah, I don't live with it every day. I, that that to me is I don't want to say white to supremacy, but the the not having maybe that's the 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 benefit of it is never having to really think about it. Uh, unless you're trying to make it in Hollywood, which in which case you need well, to check a certain except, box to, to be accepted.
1: And I don't except check those for, Except for now, white men and white people do have to think about it. Right. Right. And in and, and and they're and and they're so uncomfortable. Right? Like we went, we all went after a gig, the band went out. Uh we were by Katie's house and we went to this restaurant. And I was, like, the only Black person there because she just lives in a town where there's, like, five Black people, you know, maybe 10, you know, if there's a family reunion or something. But, like, so we went there, and there was a guy who saw me, and he looked over, and he was talking. It was him, his wife, and another couple. And he said... I told did I tell him on the podcast? I think so, but go ahead. Did I tell you? Okay. And, And he said, ah, used to be a time when you could just see black people and not think anything now i see them and i gotta wonder about this and that and all this black lives matter stuff and am i doing this and am i doing that and he goes i just makes me feel bad yeah i don't like this that's why i'm going out and rallying people to vote for trump right now another one of my friends who's a conservative said dude what's with all this black stuff all it does is make me feel bad and i'm like and then he goes, and now I got to wonder when I walk in a room, if I say something wrong, what's going to happen to me? And I was like, welcome to my life since I was five. Like, fuck off. You know? Like, in a, in a really non-compassionate way, I'm kind of like, right. that's my whole life. Like, Like, from the age, like, from the minute I got, now, my life might be unique, right? I'm a unique and special snowflake, right? Maybe. <laughs> but I had to feel that way from the minute I got to prep school up until up until like a very like maybe my late 20s not really but like often I would walk into a room and have to like figure out like you're taught to it's like it's like when when like black people go to work and they're like oh hey boss how you doing blah 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 and then they go home and they speak a totally other language it's like you learn to be bilingual well i mean it's like dual with a horrible example you know? yeah a
0: horrible example is oj simpson i mean there's a guy that lived right. his whole life trying to be accepted and the instant he killed two people he found out how quickly you can be excommunicated
1: right exactly i mean sammy davis jr i read his book and while fantastic, there was a lot of this, I just want to show them how great we can be. I just want to show them that we're as good as they are. And I'm like, dude, if you got to show somebody that, then you believe they're better than you. You believe that their opinion actually matters, right? Because- Really? I, I, you, you know, like-
0: I, I get it as a matter of, I, I would take that as he was trying to, you know, expose white people to their ignorance but that's just my perception i i, I hear I, you're saying i, I would have I, never I looked at it from, that way
1: i come from the james baldwin perspective which is why on earth would i ever need your approval to do whatever the fuck i want to do hmm. like
0: i, why why
1: earth, I, get, why I guess I, I hear
0: both sides of it yeah that makes you know sense
1: what i mean like, like why like why like and i've had people say things to me like i've had friends and not just white friends, all kinds of people. That's the thing, right? Like at the end of the day, every, most people are assholes, right? Like most of, like what were you talking about? Like having, there's good in you, but there's also bad in you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you wake up in the morning, you make a choice. Which, which, which angel, you're going to listen to the angel of the devil. Like which, who are you going to follow that day, you know? But like. Well, let me
0: go sideways was, with it quickly. Yeah. As far as all people being assholes, that's my, own personal problem with today's climate is most people have asshole inside them. And we talked about this. Um, I I I told you that I was driving and I saw a couple of black teenagers litter or do something, and for a split second I thought about yelling, hey, fucking pick that up or something. And the instant I thought it, I'm like, nope, because then it's white guy yelling at black guys, black kids. Right. And I never would have thought that in the past. Whereas it, like, say, you know, you, you get cut off in traffic. Oh, I cut me off because I'm black. Like, I think it's, I hear what your conservative friends are saying, that it is too pervasive. I just don't take it as personally as they do. I just find that aspect right. of annoying, where everything boils down to race, when in reality, a lot of it just boils down to people being shitty to one another.
1: Absolutely. The thing is this, I don't know that it would occur to me to yell at a bunch of white kids who were doing stuff and littering. It would occur to me a little bit. But like, I remember we were driving once, you and I, and somebody threw something out of their front window. And you went, you got out of the car, went and picked it up and threw it back in on them and said, I think you dropped this. And then came back and got in the car, right? I don't remember that at all. I thought that was hilarious, right? I wouldn't do that
0: today. I'd worry about getting shot black or white.
1: But here's the thing. It would never occur to me to do that because as a black person, I would not. There's like a sense of like self-censorship that you learn. Like I would want to do that them like, oh fuck that it's not worth it. Cause like they could get terrified and this and that. And then if the cops come and blah blah blah. blah like whatever it is, like your your thought See- process goes to this isn't worth the consequences that could happen. You know what I mean? And for you, there were no consequences.
0: But I think that's just because it, <laughs> up until I became a parent, I was an even bigger asshole than I am now. So <laughs> I don't think that's a white supremacy thing. I think that's i I'm fucked up in the head thing. Right. Especially I mean, my time. You're talking, right. remember when we lived in Boston and I would just walk across the street like, fuck it, if a car is going to hit me, it's going to hit me. And they'd slam on the brake because yeah. I was just, I was uh, not a happy camper, and I I did not give a fuck about the world. So yeah. I, that's a great example, but I don't think it's white supremacy. I think
1: that's I don't think so either because every time you drive through the ghetto, half the kids uh, not ghetto in in any in any poor urban area, whether it's white people or black people, they all walk in front of the cars as if to prove they don't have to stop for you. Not they all, whatever. That's no. a ridiculous statement, but you know what I mean. Like if it becomes a, a position of. It's like almost like when people cut their hair, they cut all their hair off to prove they have control over their lives. You know oh, what I mean? They like shake their head, yeah. When you know it's like they just, shave their uh, head, it's like yeah, it's like right. It's like there's a there's a sense of like I control me, not you, you know. And uh, that's a it's an admirable quality when it's mature. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Right>? I'm <laughs> like, not there yet.
0: I'm trying. You
1: know what I mean. But I think I'm growing. Is, is that like I think it's not a bad quality to have. It just gets beaten out of most of us at a certain age. But like, like we all we start conforming in ways that are unnecessary and arguably detrimental because yeah. somebody beat that thing out of us. Because when you're immature, that thing is a problem. Instead of just like maturing us up fast enough to deal with that kind of thought process most of it just gets beaten out because it's so irritating in children you know what I mean? like in children and young adults and this is part of the problem we have right we got a bunch of young people making real decisions making real decisions that like they may yeah. not be old enough to make no right? definitely <laughs> like not. they may not be imagine if you or i them. had power <laughs> in our 20s I mean right it's absurd
0: <laughs> right? And that who that that's who's behind both sides of cancel culture and the angry left and to an extent the young and... conservative side too where you have that right. uh, idiot that alters tates that brought down acorn now, like it, it, it's anger on both sides and again it gets back to the extremes and the anger and the it, it yeah. Just, yeah
1: but you, yeah, you is mean, is the problem real, we real have fucking problems yeah yeah and, and and they and like arguably they <laughs> right. is the but unarguably they have to be catered to because they're arguably the the biggest financial base too. Yeah. Right? Like they I would imagine do most of the shopping and most of the 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 consuming in terms of media and internet and just even buying things and just support like so you have to cater to them, which gives an immense amount of power because I feel like when we were kids, people didn't expect you to have it have it really figured out. They didn't expect you to have it figured out by 40. Like nobody really did anything of any value. Like any like in the real world, not like musicians and artists and shit, but like in the real world, most people didn't make their millions until they were in their 30s or 40s. Because that's when you had enough experience and intelligence and wisdom to pull it off. If you were an under 30 millionaire, that was like a real thing, you know? And now it's like nothing.
0: A rare thing, you mean?
1: Right, yeah, right. It's like a rare thing when we were coming up. And yeah. now 40 now is old. A
0: millionaires Right,
1: dream. 40 is old now. You know, like an old man at 40. And it's like, holy shit, like that used to be when you were like a man, (laughs) like you were a man when you were 40, you know what I mean? All that other shit was just build up to this part here that was gonna be great, you know what I mean? Cause now you had accumulated enough shit, right? And now it's like, you're an old man at like 35, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Like when I, what what I hear people call old these days, I'm like, oh, that's who we wanted to be when we were kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, all of our idols were grown-ass men. That's what I was just going (laughs) to say. I remember
0: (laughs) just the the idea of being a man when I was a teenager in my 20s. I'm like, I just want to feel like an adult, and that – was a right, lot.
1: not even a man, right? An adult.
0: Yeah, I right? just like, that's, that's why I idolized. Were, were men that I thought were men, like like right. Peter Gabriel and Sting, and, and they right. Had
1: right. Together, grown, right? Right? they're Right, they're right, they they're like in their thirties. They're in their thirties, and you're like, yes, this is the music I like, and the actors and the action heroes. Some of them were young, but most of them were like men. They're yeah, grown men, and right? like Stallone and, was and, not
0: nineteen when he did yeah. Rock. I
1: mean, and and like. And that's actually the one thing where you could almost get away with it because he was a soldier lost in the woods by himself. Right. And so even if he was like in his early 20s, it's like, all right, it's completely unrealistic and absurd, but that's what war is like. A lot of young people went over there to fight, and some of them are really fucking good at it, right? Like, but let's like nowadays I watch movies and there's are TV shows, and there's like the the people. Are like under twenty five, and they're like the head FBI agent. And I'm like bullshit, like nonsense. That's exactly <laughs> like, what I was just gonna say. Nonsense.
0: Is I um, I remember watching Ashton Kutcher's show Punked, and right. they did a thing. I don't remember who it was. Justin Timberlake. They 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 had an FBI raid on the house, and he was like genuinely worried. Like, oh my god, they're taking all my stuff. And I'm like looking on. The fucking FBI agents are eighteen years old. This isn't real. Like nothing. Right. And I wondered, is like, are all eighteen-year-olds that stupid that that's what they do? Is look at the world and say, oh yeah, this FBI agent's eight. Like, it, right. it, yeah, I remember when adults did things. And and
1: yeah, I mean, right? It's absurd. Like you'll watch these shows and like this person's the captain of this, and I'm like, captain, you're twenty-four. Yeah. <laughs> like how did that and maybe i just don't know my military terminology that maybe you can be a captain at 24 if you got in at 18 maybe that's a real thing well actually i don't know it can be, I, don't, I
0: remember reading I don't hearing a criticism of uh, saving private ryan where they said no way the tom Saint, tom hanks character would have been that old because by that point in the war they were all dead so they were fast tracking
1: <laughs> that's hilarious
0: to, to that's make hilarious. your like
1: he would have been a 22
0: 24 year old kid because it, yeah everybody at the top of the ranks yeah. like,
1: that's hilarious yeah i mean like you know when you watch these shows and like this person's a captain of this starship and they're like 24 you're like fascinating and this one's the the fbi agent that everybody listens to the senior agents are like what do you think and it's like come on you know but i think you you know to a degree that's true because young people really have figured out shit that like did take until you were 40 when, when we were kids
0: oh cuz they have the internet you know I mean? they read shit we had to learn right
1: like, like maybe it, maybe it is maybe it's more true than i'm willing to admit cuz i'm not 25 well, you know now,
0: know what I mean? and this bringing it and this is going to be a horrible segue bringing it back to race i mean the talk of apologies and moving forward maybe we're just too old and we are remembering too much of our experiences and yes you know things are changing and getting better and i would hope they're getting better all the time
1: here's here's what i'll say i'll say that as much as i think that white tv has programmed people to think a certain way i now watch black like basically it's like black people in white face almost is what i'd call it it's like black action (laughs) heroes that are the same ridiculous nonsense that the white action heroes have been you know like they'll have like a handgun with six bullets and they'll kill 15 people and everybody else has Uzis and misses them. You know what I mean? It's like watching that kind of ridiculous shit. But now I see black characters in those same roles and and there's black people all over television now in the same ridiculous roles I used to see white people in. And it's like, right, like the younger generation of kids grows up. Like I know young white women who are really influenced by Beyonce and call her an inspiration, right? Like it's true, right? Like when the younger people, when those twenty-five-year-olds are forty-five, they won't have the same feelings about race that you and I will have when we turn (laughs) forty-five. You
0: know, we got a few years left on that. For that, exactly.
1: But you know what I mean. Like you know what I'm saying. Like 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 young people in high school have trans friends and gay friends, like they have trans friends and gay friends and all kinds of stuff and they don't think anything of it, you know what I mean?
0: So when people start gay bashing,
1: you know? mm -hmm.
0: So the best joke online that I want to steal, I need to ask my friend who's not a comedian if I can take her comment and use it as a joke. It was in a private group. Uh, someone posted an article there's a scientific article that just came out that said one in six adults are actually a member of the lgbtq community one in six and her comment was so you're telling me everybody i called gay in high school i was being right or something like oh that means all the people i called gay in high school i was right i'm like oh that's a great comment oh that's fucking beautiful
1: at least you're right one out of every six times um but, but yeah no i think now that's that funny can. but i think that's that. i mean that could be true oh uh, there we go there my light tipped over and then i ah, you over. said it might tip over yeah well
0: you want to put, start but, putting a cherry on this i'm not sure how yeah. long we have been talking but it seems like we're at some sort of weird flux point where we could uh, go down another yeah. path or just say you know what let's wrap yeah. it up there's a lot going outside my window i don't know if you can hear it but i keep getting distracted by car horns honking and people nah. yelling
1: I can't hear it, but All right. let's see what the tape says.
0: Well, like I said, I mean, we're at a weird point. I think it's, I think it's yeah. been an interesting, fun conversation. We went from Absolutely. race to youth. Don't know that we've done that before.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, we just lost our whole young, young, viewer, young, young viewership. Yeah, we both just of them. lost them. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I will say that the the corollary to what you're saying is like maybe that's the way we were taught but the younger kids aren't being taught They're like you're talking about your daughter yeah. like she's going to grow up with black history and hopefully not just slavery like actual black history and things like that you know she's going to grow up with that and the idea of, of people having different experiences than hers isn't going to be something she rebels against it's gonna be something she totally understands you yeah. know what I mean and she'll have well I don't know about where you live, but she'll probably have black friends. She'll have black. I was just gonna say, um, I was gonna tell you this off air,
0: uh, but I might as well tell you on air. Um, She went. She got invited to a birthday party last week, and uh, I went to drop her off, and uh, she just had a great time. She she had so much fun. Like I dropped her off, I went, oh cool, and then I picked her up, and she was like, that was so much fun. She was the only white girl there. I mean, she went yeah. to a, a. It was. It was just. A, she only has a few uh, black classmates, but uh, you know, extended black family. And it was a small party, and she just. I think she said something about another girl being invited, but couldn't go or something. But yeah, she was the only white girl there, and she didn't say a goddamn thing about. It. Like it was it weird. I was. She said no. I was just there.
1: It didn't even occur to her to think about it as something odd,
0: no. right? Like I, I feel sad that right. I noticed it because. Back in the, <laughs> I would not have noticed it either. Like when we went to Harvard, where where you uh, you took me to oh, a,
1: we went to the Black Student Union thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
0: oh, all right, you know, like, and I can't remember if you said that was like not a test, but like you just wanted to see how react, or if you just did it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, I don't care. Uh, but that's how she did it. She was just like, yeah, I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And I'm like, well, yeah, good. Um, I didn't say anything like, well, good for you for being the only white token, you know, like it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, didn't didn't even but fucking agree to
1: And she'll grow up watching. White action heroes and black action heroes, and she'll grow up. Maybe watching... I'm
0: trying to get her into Black Panther, yeah. but she she likes Thor, so oh, <laughs> well,
1: you know, uh oh, see, there's my light. The light again.
0: All right, again, yeah. like like the podcast from a few uh, months ago, that's yeah. God telling us to shut the fuck up. So, indeed, angel yeah, comes down, about... like, pokes the light knocks right. it over, right. boop. So, all right, yeah, well, so uh,
1: I intelligent. Artificially yeah.
0: intelligent will work on the the byline, but uh, yeah, a black musician and a white comedian solve seventy four percent of the world's problems. Yeah, again, there. You know, right.
1: I, I like I yeah. like the colored and the cracker, but I think it's going to cause too much trouble in the future.
0: <laughs> that was that was the thing you suggested: is <laughs> a colored comedian and a cracker or colored musician no, and a no, cracker no, comedian? No, just,
1: yeah, colored and yeah, yeah
0: it, it's like, funny, I, and maybe I, we'll I do, do it like, and
1: just fucking force it i like the, in I like the alliteration the colored and cracker the alliteration is nice but is. i don't think i don't think people will get that we're poking fun at race i think that they will be very upset with us so right. we could say it because no one's going to make it this far yeah <laughs> all right yeah you too man i'll talk to you soon